Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us for our continuing series on the Holy Spirit in Family Life. And our topic today is Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, the Charismatic Pope. You mean Blessed John Paul II, the Charismatic Pope, or Pope Francis, the Charismatic Pope? And yes, uh, both Blessed John Paul II and Pope Francis are widely known as Charismatic Popes, but I mean Pope Benedict. In a certain sense, he's the, uh, the hidden Charismatic Pope. And one of the reasons I want to bring forth Pope Benedict in this broadcast is, first of all, there's a stereotype of charismatics that a lot of people could never see themselves fitting into that mold. Uh, to begin with, they tell us that about one-third of the population are introverts, about two-thirds extroverts, and of course there's a sliding scale on personality types and everything else. But it's generally thought of that the ideal charismatic is the ultimate extrovert. Uh, he he thrives amidst crowds, uh, but a lot of people don't realize that introverts can be deeply charismatic people. In fact, there's a TED lecture, those of you who know the TED lectures on YouTube, there's a very interesting lecture on introverts. And in that lecture, the woman giving it mentions how our culture and our world deeply needs introverts, in addition, of course, to extroverts, but the reason being they tend to be deep thinkers. They may not talk as much or as loud as extroverts, but when they have something to say, it's the type of things that we really need to hear. And, of course, that's how I see Pope Benedict XVI as a charismatic Pope, not necessarily the person on the world stage as the extrovert, but an introvert, a quiet, deep thinker. There's another uh, stereotype that um, is probably acute right here in the United States in that many people see charismatics as primarily emotionally driven. Now, I don't know if you're listening, you know my background, but um, I go way back. I attended a Assembly of God college. I have uh, a lot of experience with both Pentecostals and Charismatics, and I discovered during that phase of my spiritual journey that there's a difference between Pentecostals and Charismatics here in the United States and those, for instance, in Great Britain. In Great Britain, Charismatics are much more inclined to intellectual pursuits, or at least they try to be, and sometimes they think the American charismatic scene is very emotionally driven by, well, I'll say it, TV showmen, uh, the leaders I'm talking about, and uh, that's not everybody in the charismatic movement. There are people right here uh, both Protestant and Catholic, who are deeply intellectual people. And of course, Benedict XVI is a deep intellectual. But a lot of people, because somebody is deeply intellectual, they immediately thought, oh, he's not emotionally driven, therefore he's not a charismatic. Well, I believe that really misses the mark on what the Holy Spirit does do in a person. 
yes, it, it, it touches, the Holy Spirit touches the emotions, but it goes much, much, much deeper to the very core of the person, much deeper than the emotions. And so seeing the role of the Holy Spirit in a believer as something simply emotional is a very superficial understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, uh, there are even charismatics who kind of uh, communicate that idea. Another thing is that um, people think of a charismatic person, particularly a religious leader, as somebody who's uh, overly excited all the time versus kind of quiet and uh, peaceful. Um, I love sailing. I used to race sailboats quite a bit. And one of the things you want to know is in sailing where the deep current is, and you determine current by looking at the water. And shallow waters are very turbulent. That's what rapids are. When water hits, for instance, rocks in a river, you see a lot of foam, you see a lot of agitation in the water. And then the still waters are the deep ones. And in the United States, we very often reverse that. We think the rapids are where the Holy Spirit's really moving versus those still waters running deep. And I dare say Pope Benedict is so still because he's so deep that many people have, in fact, missed him. In fact, uh, after his death, I heard American Catholics describe him as primarily an intellectual pope, and that's true. He's deeply intellectual. He's literally a genius. But I've even heard charismatic leaders who seem to miss the fact that he's a deeply charismatic pope. So here we are today in a very crucial cultural situation, and as Catholics, it would be a huge mistake to just move on and kind of, if we've missed the depth and this special gift that Pope Benedict gave the church, if we, if we don't really visit it, we're in danger in our day. Uh, for those not living in a religious bubble um, are realizing that our cultural situation of the world is extremely serious. And for our children and grandchildren, we realize that they really are the target of our cultural collapse. And our cultural collapse is historically unprecedented because we are not just experiencing a new expression of ancient paganism. A lot of, even on religious uh, radio and TV, are saying it's just a new expression of ancient paganism. No, it's not, because our contemporary paganism was preceded by a deliberate turning from the light of Christ to paganism, and as a result, there is an apostate paganism with its attendant profound spiritual darkness which has invaded our land. And most of our parenting and youth strategies are inadequate to meet the challenges of an apostate paganism. And while many are seem to be even unaware of the situation we face, those parents and leaders that are aware of the threat of apostate paganism don't really know where to turn. Many don't know where to turn. And in such times as we are facing, what we need is a quiet, 
very deep thinker, in tune with the Holy Spirit to propose the path that we should pursue. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood. Now, let's see, where should we turn for that quiet, deep thinker in tune with the Holy Spirit, proposing a path for us to pursue? Hmm. Well, you know where I'm going. I propose Pope Benedict XVI, and specifically his homily at the 23rd World Youth Day on Sunday, July 20th, 2008. You see, it's been several years I've been collecting these homilies and Wednesday addresses of Pope Benedict on the Holy Spirit. And for parents, it is absolutely critical that you study this homily. It's the World Youth Day in Sydney, Australia, his Sunday homily, July 20th, 2008. You can find the complete homily on the internet with a very easy Google search. And some of you parents who actually take my advice and get a hold of this entire homily and study it and start to practice it, someday you're going to say, thank you, Steve, for giving us that recommendation because it transformed our family and it saved our children. And here I am proposing to you a man in tune with the Holy Spirit, a deep thinker, and now he has all the youth in the world. And there's a lot of problems. The youth are facing the blunt of our apostate paganism. So what would he say? This is what he said. Dear friends, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Referring to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Listen to Pope Benedict. In these days, I too have come to this magnificent land of Australia. I have come to confirm you, my young brothers and sisters, in your faith, and to encourage you to open your hearts to the power of Christ's Spirit and the richness of his gifts. I pray that this great assembly which unites people from every nation under heaven, may be a new upper room. May the fire of God's love descend to fill your hearts. And just as, as in the day of Pentecost, there were people gathered from all over the Roman Empire, in the upper room, the fire of the Holy Spirit came upon them. And how do you live in a pagan empire that even persecutes you, that's willing to put you to death, that doesn't even allow a, a Catholic church building? How in the world do you succeed in that environment? Pope Benedict is taking us right back to the beginning. It's the Holy Spirit. Open your hearts to receive the power of Christ's Spirit. And the youth, the Catholic youth of the world, you need a new upper room. 
You need the fire of God's love to descend in your hearts. There are all kinds of things being proposed to try to rectify the situation of what the world, the condition of the world, the condition of the youth in the church, and Pope Benedict puts his finger on the very bullseye of what's needed in the Catholic Church. And that's why I urge you to come back and come back and come back uh, as a dad, I have come back to this homily. As a Catholic man, just looking, how do you walk with Christ in the modern world? I have come back to this homily repeatedly. He goes on, the power of the Spirit never ceases to fill the church with life. Through the grace of the church's sacraments, that power also flows deeply within us. To be awakened to the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to come to us through the sacraments is what the Holy Father is saying. Like an underground river, which nourishes our spirit and draws us ever nearer to the source of our true life, which is Christ. And those of you who have heard me emphasize over and over the priority of God's grace in the entire Catholic life, he says, yet this power, the grace of the Spirit, is not something we can merit or achieve, but only receive as a pure gift. God's love can only unleash its power when it's allowed to change us from within. And see, this is the key. When you try to change a young person, now, a child, I'm not talking about a young child, but particularly a teen or a young adult, compulsion from without, it, it's not going to have enough sticking power in today's world. It has to be something within. And that something within, Pope Benedict XVI is putting his finger on, it's the Holy Spirit. And he says to the young people, we have to let it break through the hard crust of our indifference our spiritual weariness, our blind conformity to the spirit of this age. This is what's happening to Catholic youth. They are being conformed to the spirit of this age. But in the power of his spirit, Jesus is always present in our hearts, quietly waiting for us to be still with him, to hear his voice, to abide in his love, and to receive power from on high. You see, there's a, a phrase that um, I, I believe others have used. I don't know where I first encountered it, quite honestly, but it's a phrase I term awakened sonship. In fact, um, if I live long enough, I would like to write a book on this topic. We are sons and daughters of God by our baptism in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are sons and daughters of Christ. But a lot of times, uh, we're a bit having amnesia, like uh, Cinderella looking at her shoe, like, hmm, where did this come from? You know, we have a treasure within, and what we need from the Holy Spirit is to awaken that sonship. And once that happens, the assurance of God's love in us and the Holy Spirit setting our hearts aflame with love for God— we're committed sons and daughters. This is the perfect remedy to both prevent and to cure the prodigal wandering away from the faith. It's the awakened sonship. Now, Benedict XVI says, the world needs this renewal. 
in so many of our societies, side by side with material prosperity, a spiritual desert is spreading, an interior emptiness. So what do we fill the emptiness with? More apps on our smartphones? No. Let us ask that the power of the Holy Spirit will revive the grace of our own confirmation. May he pour out his gifts in abundance on all present. May each of us, may each of you listening to this broadcast, may each of us be renewed in the Holy Spirit. May this 23rd World Youth Day be experienced as a new upper room from which all of us, burning with the fire and love of the Holy Spirit, go forth to proclaim the risen Christ and to draw every heart to him. Amen. Well, that's just one homily from the charismatic Pope. There it is right there. If you are a youth worker, if you are a priest, if you are a parent, if you are a grandparent, if you are a concerned Catholic, what do we do? Here is the quiet, profound truth of the path we should pursue from the charismatic Pope, Pope Benedict XVI, putting his finger on the bullseye, saying, the Holy Spirit transforming Catholic youth from around the world from within is the answer to the challenge we're facing in this day. What about our nation? Uh, This is going to be a lot shorter point, but what about our nation? I love America. I deeply care for our country, and to say that I'm concerned for the direction that our country has taken is a gross understatement. I don't know what to think. I do know this, and don't get mad at me, but the Republican Party cannot save America at this point in her history. And before you send me angry emails, I've been a registered Republican for over four decades, okay? It's just that the religious and talk radios are going to be chatting endlessly in the next few months about this and that candidate for the upcoming Republican primary nomination for president and the hope for national renewal that that candidate will bring. I'm just going to say it bluntly. I do not believe that Republicans can save America from the dire situation she is in. Candidates will promise whatever you want to hear, but they will fail to deliver what America requires at this point in her history. And what this beloved country needs at this hazardous time in our history is a deep thinker, a quiet man, profoundly connected to the Holy Spirit to point the specific way for our national survival and spiritual renewal. Hmm, how about Pope Benedict XVI, his homily at St. Patrick's Cathedral during his visit to the United States, given in New York City, Saturday, April 19th, 2008. Uh, This is only going to be a couple of sentences, but this is what will change America. This is the hope for our nation. You can come up and come up with all kinds of multi-million dollar projects and campaigns and everything else, but I dare say 
This is the answer, and it's not from me. It's from His Holiness Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, As we give thanks for these precious past blessings and look to the challenges of the future, let us implore from God the grace of a new Pentecost for the church in America. May tongues of fire, combining burning love of God and neighbor with zeal for the spread of Christ's kingdom, descend on all present. Mm. For the crisis of our Catholic youth, Sydney, Australia, the answer from this man of the Spirit, this deep thinker, this man who by the grace of God has given to the Catholic Church the very center of what's needed, the Holy Spirit. Again, when he visits the United States of America, our beloved country, what does he say? The need for the church in America, and there's all kinds of committees and papers and projects and everything else. We need a new Pentecost in the Church of America. We need the tongues of fire and burning love for God and neighbor, and that will transform any nation in any condition. And you look for human remedies and remedies in other places, I dare say you're not going to find it. If you want to see just how deep Pope Benedict was as a charismatic pope, check out his general audience he gave on September 16th in 2009. He gave an address on St. Simeon, the new theologian, an Eastern monk. And I'm looking at St. Simeon right now in this radio studio because I have a spotlight on a beautiful icon of St. Simeon, who was perhaps the most charismatic figure in the history of the church over the last 2,000 years and predated the modern charismatic movement by a full 1,000 years. And Pope Benedict can write of this man and his interior life in a way that only a man who is on par with St. Simeon could possibly even remotely understand. And the point of St. Simeon was that the Holy Spirit wasn't just for a faithful few kind of super saints or monks removed from society, but it was for you, mom and dad. It was for your children. It was for the mechanic. It was for the lawyer. It was for the shopkeeper. It's for families. In other words, the Holy Spirit is for all believers in Christ. St. Simeon, the new theologian, never received a PhD. He had infused knowledge of God. He was a man so filled with the Holy Spirit that he literally glowed. Um, His fellow monks had to kick him out of their monastery. They just didn't know what to do uh, with this fellow. And Simeon focused his reflections on the Holy Spirit's presence within the baptized. And Pope Benedict says, quote, along these lines, Simeon, the new theologian, insisted that true knowledge of God does not come from books, but rather from spiritual experience. And he talks about a profound repentance, the the, uh, baptism of tears, this truly repentant heart, this purification coming with the Holy Spirit. 
And then he says, for Simeon, this experience of divine grace did not constitute an exceptional gift for a few mystics, but rather was the fruit of baptism in the life of every seriously committed believer. Now listen, Pope Benedict, writing about the interior life of a man perhaps with one of the strongest interior lives in the history of the church, said, true knowledge does not come from books, but rather from spiritual experience. Now, Pope Benedict is perhaps the most well-read theologian in Europe, perhaps the world. And he's saying, no, there's something deeper. There's some true knowledge of God reflected in this man, and it's the Holy Spirit. And finally, I'm going to go to Pope Benedict's general audience, St. Peter's Square, Wednesday, May 16th, 2012. He says, quote, A consequence occurs in our life when we let within us the Spirit of Christ, and when the very relationship with God becomes so profound that no other reality or situation affects it. You see, there is no way you're going to shield a young person from today's world, the uh, onslaughts of apostate paganism, unless you lock them in their bedroom, make sure they don't have electricity to plug anything in, make sure they don't have a smartphone, make sure they don't have access to the internet, make sure they don't go off to college. You can't do that. So how are you going to protect them? You're going to protect them by giving them a relationship with God that is so profound, in the words of Pope Benedict here, that no other reality or situation affects it. And he says, we must open ourselves to the presence of the Holy Spirit, who prays in us to lead us to adhere to God with all our heart and with all our being. You see, this is the solution for keeping kids Catholic, for moms and dads, for keeping ourselves Catholic. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's been given to us in baptism. But as Pope Benedict says, there's a need, there's, there's a requirement for us to awaken this gift within us. And how do you do that? Well, according to Jesus, it's as simple as seeking it, knocking on the door, and asking for it. And as a good father will not give a stone or a serpent when child asks for food, so will your heavenly Father, praying in the name of Jesus, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Thank you, Pope Benedict XVI. You've been listening to Faith and Family, episode 20. Till next time, this is Steve Wood with Faith and Family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net.